Hi everyone and welcome to Mixed Feelings, a Yonsei Podcast Network miniseries. Throughout this series, we've been exploring different aspects of mixed identity with special guests. I'm Yoko from Nikkei Rising and I'll be your host for today's episode. For this final episode of Mixed Feelings, we will be focusing on growing up mixed. Today, I'll be joined by my twin sister, Hana, to talk about our experiences growing up, how they were similar and different due to our different appearances, and what we've learned about ourselves along the way. Hana, welcome to Mixed Feelings. Yeah, happy to be here. start at the beginning and talk about maybe our first time understanding our identity or understanding that we were mixed race as children and how that maybe impacted our own sense of self. I know for me, I knew from a pretty early age that I was half Japanese and half white because our mom was really intentional about telling us that. I think she knew that probably the world would be confused by us because we were mixed race or maybe try to tell us that we were something that we weren't and so she told us really clearly like this is who you are and so I was really confident that I knew who I was and if people tried to tell me differently tried to tell me that you know that wasn't my dad my dad wasn't white that couldn't be possible I was really strong about knowing who I was um and that made me feel confident in my own identity and I think it wasn't until a little later that I started to understand how complicated it all was uh do you remember anything from being a kid and yeah I feel like you had more of like a awareness of just other people's perception and more of like a concept of who you were like before me if that makes sense but I also remember when Ali when Ali told us we, when you were just talking, it made me think of when Ali uh, told us we were adopted from China. When you said like, "Oh, other people telling us who we are," I'm like, I do remember that we were pretty young. Well, so what she's talking about is our cousin, our white cousin on our dad's side. She was confused and thought that we were adopted from China because the only Asian people she had ever met were adopted from China, and she literally told us one day like, "Oh." you are confused you're not half Japanese your mom is just a very tan white person and you're actually adopted from China that's an example of how our mom being really determined to make sure we understood our identity came into play because when our cousin said that to us we didn't say oh wait are we adopted from China we said no 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 we know who we are and this is who we are and you're confused um do you remember anything else from being a kid and how maybe adults treated you or other kids treated you that made you think hmm I'm a little different I just I remember the school we went to there was no other Asian kids I don't think but um we were definitely like we were like a thing like like people knew who we were and I assumed that meant 
Well, I mean, like, that was because we were different, you know? Like, if we weren't, then people wouldn't. You know what I mean? Well, we also stood out because we were twins. So it's like, oh, these Asian twins. And so... Yeah, we were, like, exotic in multiple ways. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you also think that maybe people, like... Because another thing that I wanted to talk about is that we look really, really different in terms of how we present racially, even though we are also just like everything. Like we were so different, but then like people couldn't tell us apart, which was the crazy thing. Yeah, that definitely feels like because it's one thing if you're always mixed up for someone as an Asian person who kind of does look like you, but we look so different. And so when we would get mistaken for each other constantly, like literally if someone said Hana, I would react just because half the time they were talking to me. Oh, I still do. Yeah. And it's crazy because we don't look alike at all. And so you know that that's purely coming from like, oh, you don't really see me as like a full person. Like you don't really, you have not taken the time to distinguish me from someone who I'm very easily distinguishable from. And so you just see us as like a unit. And I think if we were not mixed race, it maybe would have felt a little more like, oh yeah, we kind of do look alike. Maybe they're just confused, but because we are and, and therefore... Well, no, I feel like that was demonstrated in the fact that like Asian people would never be like, oh, you guys look identical. Like, yeah. It would never be like that. But there were so many white people that would be like, oh, I can't tell you guys apart. Are you sure? Like you're not identical twins? Yeah. And I would just be like, what? It's kind of baffling. Like, I know that podcasts are not a visual medium, so you guys can't see what we look like. But basically, I fully look Asian and Hana looks... At this point, I'm, like, white passing in some um, contexts, I think. Yeah. And this is a very good transition to our next topic because I did want to talk about how looks factor into how you're treated and then that kind of trickles into your identity a little bit because I feel like most of the racism I experience is that that any full Asian person would because of the way I look so I get a lot of the like what part of China are you from you have such good English oh but where are you really from like that kind of thing whereas you have a whole different experience do you want to talk about that a little bit like, I would mostly get, like, oh, like, what are you? Like, right. that just being, like, like a, a question that people would ask, like... What do you say when people ask you that? I mean, I feel like, like that's just been, like, throughout, like, our whole lives. Or, I mean, my... my but what do you say? No, I think it's it's been different at different points. But I think I usually ask a question about like, that question just to kind of, like, poke at it a little bit. But I'm trying to think. I feel like, cause I know I know a lot of people that are like, that like have have answers that are like, I'm a I'm a human oh, or yeah, something. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't feel like I would be like like, I'd be like, I'd be like, probably ask a clarifying question. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what I sometimes do? I I ask people to guess just because oh then my I God. can take I can take and then people hate that. Well, yeah, that's... But I mean that's what they get (laughs) okay 
Yeah, for me, no one has to guess. Like if they're going to ask, then it's like, I, I, I feel like I deserve to get, like, Italian, like, what they thought, right? Because then right. I get some, some yeah. information. Yeah. And it, it really is so different. It's all over the place. Depends on the season. Depends on what my haircut was like. Yeah, what age I was. What you're dressed like. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I feel like I just get different versions of Asian. East Asian, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I also know that we had really different experiences because compounding on the fact that we look very different and I present much more Asian, our names are very different, even though they're both Japanese names. You know, Yoko is such a classically recognizable Japanese name in the U.S., especially, like, because of Yoko Ono. Yeah, like, people just know from my name what my ethnicity is whereas Hana is such an interesting name it's a name that exists in so many different cultures and I feel like that like just makes your ambiguity even more pronounced to people because they see you they don't know what to make of you you introduce yourself and they're like wait yeah, they I don't still get don't any know answers yeah so do you think that your name has made well, I think that it's it's interesting because we've we've talked to our mom about how our names were chosen. Like, well, we know our names were chosen before we were born, but how our parents chose which one of us would be named Hana and which one would be named Yoko. And it was right after our mom had given birth and our dad was actually one that named us. And he was just like, he saw us both. And even when we were first born, it was very much like, well, apparently, as soon as we were born, the nurses said, oh, one looks like mom and one looks like dad. So you look like dad, apparently. <laughs> but I really did not. But um, but I think that somewhere in dad's mind, that must have, like, influenced. Cause he like, was, subconsciously. Yeah, yeah. Like, the more whiter one. Because he was like, oh, can this one be Yoko and this one be Hana? Mm-hmm. And I do think it would be a little different if... Or maybe a lot different if our names were switched. Because that is, like, along with what you look like, your name is one of the first things. And sometimes even that comes before it. Mm-hmm. When people... I mean, and when we talk about, oh, how perception of you or your appearance plays into your identity, the first label that we were given or the first the first way that that someone assigned anything to us was our names. And I think it did have a big impact, and I think it probably was a little bit impacted by our, by our appearance, even as newborn babies. So I also want to ask about, um, not only do our looks play into like our identities, but also just in everyday life, it there's like very real consequences just navigating the different spaces we find ourselves in. So. I know that for me, I've always felt very welcome in Asian American spaces, especially Japanese American spaces. I've never made to feel that the fact that I'm mixed race lessens, you know, my right to be there. And in white spaces, I've definitely always felt weird and like everyone's looking at me. Um, But I'm curious for you as someone who actually does look ambiguous and sometimes does pass 
as white. Do you feel welcome in Asian American spaces? Do you feel that Asian people see you as part of their community? And do you feel like you have to explain yourself? Or do you feel like you're accepted? I feel like it would it would depend like on the specific space because um, we've talked about before how specifically with like Japanese American um, the Japanese American community here um, it's it's very accepted like the mixed race especially kids our age because it's like the majority you know so there I definitely feel like not out of place or anything but in I've had some friends that are like international students or um, maybe like for if they're like first generation um, like a different sort of first generation East Asian where they're like oh you're kind of white like you you know like or like oh no you're not really Asian like where I I didn't I wouldn't get that in Japanese American um, I also feel like you brought up like our the perception of us from generations earlier generations of East Asians who come here and have a deeper connection to their like parents or grandparents country of origin than we do to Japan and then I feel like because I'm half white people feel like they get to tell me that I'm whitewashed which is something they probably wouldn't say to someone who or I don't know but sometimes I feel like they think that that gives them the the permission to tell me oh you're so white you're so this you're so that when a lot of the things that they're attributing to being white are just part of American culture and are things that I have taken up just due to the fact that our family has been here for a long time and we're fourth generation and so even someone who was full Asian would at this point especially because of the incarceration and because of what was drilled into our parents it would be like any other other Japanese Americans I know who are full Japanese who are our generation they don't speak Japanese they don't have that kind of connection to Japan but like like I know for me I've at in college I met a lot of um, international students who were Chinese nationals or Japanese nationals and they I would get told that I'm whitewashed and that like pissed me off because I'm like yeah I'm half white but I'm Japanese American I'm 100% Japanese American you know that is my identity and I just happen to be a mixed race Japanese American person do you know what I mean yeah I do feel like it made it so that that distinction between um, like ethnicity and nationality was really drilled into us like at a younger age where I mean even in in high school I remember people like this one girl had this like uh, a classmate of ours had this questionnaire thing where it was like oh what for a project yeah yeah for like a statistics project where it was like what foods do you like and then what what is your ethnicity or I think that's the word she used actually and then there was different ones and there was like American or maybe it was race but American Asian I don't know it was all it wasn't correct in any way but then for me then I actually I literally couldn't 
it's like forces you to know the distinction between those things if you're in our position, I think. Because a lot of people just like equate white or American and white, which obviously now like people know is like problematic. Yeah, I feel like in high school, that's when I kind of learned how to have more nuanced conversations about this stuff. Because not only was I told I was whitewashed, but people would tell me, like, white people, white friends of mine would tell me, like, oh, like, you're the whitest, like, Asian person ever or something. And I just don't know if they would say that to someone who was full Asian. But I, it was because I liked things that other girls liked. And looking back, I'm like, being American is not the same thing as being white. And people really did not understand that. And they projected that onto me. So in white spaces, do you feel like you are accepted or like people think that you're normal? <laughs> maybe, maybe... Maybe it would depend because it's almost like part of it too could be like scary because it would be like, like there's that thing too if you're like, if you're like, oh, if I'm kind of on this cusp, then it's like, what if I'm sort of like, it's like then you could be like passing, but then something could change if they, or not something could change, but then it's like, or what if they say something that's like assuming that you're, and then they say something that's like offensive and then like that puts you in a weird position, I guess. I don't know. So you feel like off the bat, you're probably accepted, at least probably more accepted than me, but then there's kind of this undercurrent of like, it's then, not a super stable. Yeah. But, and then also where it's like, oh, I would want them to know who I am. You know what I mean? So do you feel like you maybe because you look more ambiguous, like you want to announce your identity a little bit more than like, so no. that, well, because they're in, in our culture, in our society, there are certain things that like you can say as an Asian American person that a white person is just simply not allowed to say. And so you don't want to be yeah. perceived as a white person. Like, do you try to remedy that perception at all? Just like in daily life? Well, okay. The thing is, Actually, I feel like it usually comes up, though. Like, before any sort of conversation like that or anything would come up. So maybe it is still a question that people ask a lot where they're like, what are you? You know what I mean? Because I do feel like it's never gone to the point where I have to I have to announce something before it's asked. It's kind of the implied. elephant in the room. Yeah. It is like, it's like something where it's like either people are like, people would be like implying that I should or I, I don't know like you know does that make you feel weird that this thing about you that is unchangeable is noticed before like let's say your personality or your interests or anything like that I feel like I'm just used to it at this point and it's kind of interesting like I, I kind of like like taking like polls because it, it is so different like just like what like and then also just, like, making people uncomfortable, being like, oh, what do you think when they ask me? Because I'm like, well, that makes, I don't know. <laughs> and then they don't want to say, and then it's, it's just, it's fun, you know? So another aspect of our experience growing up mixed that I feel like is 
really, really significant is the fact that half of our family is white. And that is really weird (laughs) and put us in a lot of really interesting situations growing up and definitely impacted me a lot just because, you know, yeah, maybe I look like just a full Asian person, but my experience is of someone who has white family members who I have to interact with and explain things to and learn how to be around from the time I was born like that's been something I've had to deal with and I'm wondering just I mean we were obviously the weird ones if we're with the white part of our yeah, family yeah none of there's there's no other like mixed race um grandchildren in in our dad's family everyone's just blonde yeah like literally yes yes literally so do you think that you've learned how to kind of navigate white spaces more as someone who has this whole part of their family who's white yeah I mean I think just from like we were just we were just like exposed to that from that's we're just used to that's just how it is and it's funny too because I was just thinking I don't know if this is weird to say but like I was texting my friend and I was saying I'm visiting family and then I was like oh yeah I'm visiting my white family and he was like lol why do you gotta say it like that and I'm just like oh like to me like that's not even weird it's just like that's that's an important I have to specify it's an important distinction because it's just a whole different thing and then once I explained it to him and he was like oh okay yeah I kind of get that but so it's just like it's just part of it's just part of our yeah like that it didn't say anything I know that for me I like when I'm growing up at least when I was around the white side of our family I definitely felt really weird and I definitely felt like we were very clearly we looked different we were just from a whole different like world from them and then I don't know it's weird because we also have like distance between us in terms of like our locations, but I definitely felt like I was always closer to the Japanese side of our family. Like that, like I, for example, when, when I visit my Japanese side of my family, I don't say I'm visiting my Japanese family. That's that's just my family. Yeah. And then the white family is the white family. And it's interesting because I mean, I know that it's, been a thing throughout history you know we've talked about it on this series uh that there's like not maybe not quite a one drop rule for asian americans but that generally the non-white part of who you are becomes more so your identity or how you're perceived like i identify more as japanese than i do norwegian or ukrainian which are my white ethnicities um and so well, to, I feel like that's a good definition of white. Like you, if you're, yeah, white implies some sort of like purity yeah. generally in our cultural like perception of race. And so I, I, in terms of like our Japanese family, I always feel like that's who I am and that's who my family is. And the white side, it's just like this marked difference. Like this is not 
I am an outsider here. They could make a joke at any moment, say something to me or to my mom at any moment that I don't necessarily feel like I can react to, but that it will definitely make me feel very weird. And that's got to have like, I think, and I do think it has had like a psychological impact on you. If from when you're a child, when you see people you're related to that you, that are supposed to like love you and stuff who do love you at the end of the day, it must have an impact that you feel like a freak. <laughs> like, I think it has impacted me. Yeah, I do feel like there's a certain amount of like, wanting to like, not prove yourself, but just sort of show that like, you're normal around mm -hmm. them too, like, yeah. in every way that you can. Like, our grandma is kind of old-fashioned, our white grandma, and it's like, if I can be like, yeah, I'll bake cookies with you at Christmas, like, I'll, I'll do that, like, all the things that, like, any, like, I'm a regular American girl, just like you, you know? Because I am, but I know that there's this, like, always this presence this thing hanging over us which is that I don't look like that to her or to anyone over there and it doesn't it's not said out loud but it's just always there and I'm sure that it's like like they notice it we notice it we just don't talk about it one thing that this is making me think of which is kind of off topic and it, it's probably I mean, it's sort of related to the past episode about, like, beauty standards and stuff. It's just when we were talking about, like, like feeling welcome or, like, accepted into different communities. I always feel like I'm there's this really sort of uncomfortable situation when there's, like, full Asians or people with more Asian char characteristics that are, like that will give you compliments about the parts of you that are white and then you're just sort of like wait this like I don't know how to react to that you know like just at the at the hospital like if there's like the technicians that are that are like oh like you're they're both Asian and they're like oh where did you get their, those eyelashes and I was like my dad's white and they're just like oh I'm so jealous and I'm just like wait this <laughs> what do you say to that yeah like so you think that, I mean, I do think that there are, I, and there's also the idea that like mixed race people are so beautiful or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. definitely growing up, it was always this double-edged sword because of yeah. course, of course we all love being told we're beautiful. And when you're a little girl, that's kind of huge. Like that's kind of like top of mind if you're a little girl growing up and in this country. And you know their intentions aren't, like they're usually just kind of genuine, yeah. but it probably comes from some like internalized like yeah like colorism or whatever yeah and so it makes it so that if you are complimented you have to think about like the, the racial implications so of that I, compliment yeah. and you're like what or is when beauty people would be like oh you guys are so so pretty oh it's because you're half white and then I would be like wait like I don't I don't know how I feel about that oh yeah as kids that was constantly like Oh, you, you're, they, they would say this to my mom, like, oh, your daughters are so beautiful. Well, you know, those mixed kids are always so beautiful. And it's like, obviously there's a million things that 
that we've gone into in the past episode about beauty standards and where those come from and stuff like that. But like just on a personal psychological level, it does something to you if every perception of you is kind of qualified by this yeah. greater thing about you that you have no control over. Yeah, if the reasons that you're beautiful are because you're a little bit more white than other people. And this actually leads really well into the last thing I wanted to talk about, which we've touched on in a couple different ways, but I wanted to address it a little more head on. So something that is really interesting to me, something that actually my cousin made me think of because he's also half white, half Japanese. And he asked me one time, wait, do we have white privilege because we're half white? And I think that's a really interesting question. And our proximity to whiteness, I think, gives us privilege in a lot of ways and has throughout growing up. Like when we were kids, it's huge that there's a white person in your house who can advocate for you. That's in the, in the country we live in, that is a big leg up. It's huge that we have family that was has been given so many opportunities from when they first arrived in this country that can support us in all these different ways. And that has given us a leg up. But at the same time, our proximity to whiteness has caused a lot of pain for us, has obviously caused some psychological issues as we've just talked about confusion as a child you're like who like these people who are my family don't understand who I am and that feels really isolating do you think that you have white privilege yeah I feel like privilege is obviously really complicated like even being like Asian versus a different minority in this country is different and being yeah, being mixed race. Yeah, I, I think it, it kind of reminds me of the what we were just talking about, where it's like, yeah, you, you do get to, especially so like for me, like I feel like depending on how, like if I go somewhere without you, maybe I will, I would have more. <laughs> because if I go somewhere with you, then if people see us together, then they'll, then I look more Asian, you know? Yeah, I'm a dead giveaway. Yeah, especially if I'm like, this is my sister. But, um, yeah, for for sure there's that's there, definitely. But I don't think that that doesn't like make you white because I think sometimes people like you were saying before, like people think that it's like black and okay, that that's a little bit too. That, <laughs> they think that it's an <laughs> uncomplicated binary. Yes. <laughs> but it's I would say that it's weird and messy and complicated and that I probably carry a certain amount of like weird psychological stuff from being a kid feeling weird all the time but I also benefited a lot from having white people in my corner and I don't know how I don't know how to grapple with that as someone who's now a young adult like I look back on my childhood really differently now that I have a more nuanced analysis of like race and stuff and I don't think there's any like clear answer about what you can do about it and like how you can navigate the world honoring your identity as a mixed race person like acknowledging your privilege processing your trauma you kind of just have to do it all at once I guess 
What am I supposed to say after you say all that? <laughs> Thank you everyone for joining us for today's episode of Mixed Feelings. We are so lucky to be able to dedicate an entire mini-series to this topic, and given the prevalence of mixed-race Nikkei, we understand how important these issues are to our community. Thank you again to Hana for sharing your stories and insights. With that said, don't forget to follow at Nikkei Rising on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for updates on our next series and other Nikkei Rising programs. To listen to all previous Yonsei Podcast Network content, check out our Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thank you again for listening in. The Yonsei Podcast Network is made by Hiro Odessa, Yoko Federenko, Michelle Heckert, Sachi Koide, Lauren Matsumoto, Johnny Narita, Matthew Wisely, and Robbie Yoshikawa, with Mixed Feelings Art dubbed by Renmai Cha, and Mixed Feelings Theme Music by Michelle Heckert and Kyori Viokapi. Thank you again for joining us for Mixed Feelings. Thank you.